in week four of our series called I Am, and we're based on the, the seven I Am statements that Jesus gave in the book of John, and these were big and bold and, and amazing claims, and in week one, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Uh, in week two, he said, I, I'm the, the light of the world. Uh, two weeks ago, uh, remember I, I talked about how everyone should be excited because we get to talk about sheep for a couple weeks, remember that? And so we talked about sheep last uh, two weeks ago, and uh, believe it or not, I have more stories about sheep. Yeah. How many stories about sheep does this guy have? Yeah. That's my Jim Gaffigan thing. Uh, some of you guys know Jim Gaffigan. It's bad. All right, two of you. Good. Cool. Um, so my thing is that the Bible talks about sheep and shepherds and lambs and stuff all the time, so I can too, right? So if the Bible talks about it, I can do it. So we're going to continue talking about sheep today. In, in our passage, uh, Jesus made two different I am statements in John 10. Okay, last week we talked about, you know, I am the gate. And this week, uh, you know, we're, we're moving on to I am the shepherd. I am the good shepherd. And so when we talked about the gate, we talked about how, you know, everybody, we have to go through Jesus, the gate, to get into the pen and, and to be under God's care. And uh, today we're switching to the shepherd. Okay, so he actually, actually plays two different parts in this because he's Jesus, right? He can do that. He can switch, play different parts. Um, but twice in our passage today, he's going to call himself a good shepherd. And so we're going to look at some qualities this morning that show why he's the good shepherd and, and not the bad shepherd. And, and there, you know, there's a big difference between good and bad. Everyone knows that. There, there's bad kids. There's good kids. There's um, you know, bad people, good people. But how do we define uh, what good is and bad is? It seems to be much more difficult these days to do that. Um, and so Jesus defines good and bad in, in our story very simply in terms of how well a shepherd takes care of a sheep. And, and so a, a good shepherd will do anything for his sheep. A bad shepherd, when push comes to shove, he doesn't truly care about himself, right? He, he, he cares more about himself. He doesn't care about the sheep. He cares about himself. And so let, let's read the first few verses of our passage, and, and, and we'll look at this. It's John chapter 10. Starting in verse 11, last week we did 1 through 10, now we start in 11. It says, I'm the good shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for his sheep. And so you can see that the contrast here, can't you? Uh, Jesus distinguishes what makes a good shepherd and what makes a bad shepherd. And, and so we're going to kind of break through several things today that, that look at a good shepherd. They're on the back of your bulletins if you want to follow along. Um, but first of all, the good shepherd will not abandon you. Okay, the, the good shepherd will not leave you ever. Okay, no matter what the circumstance. And, and we talked about last week that, that sheep really aren't that smart of an animal. Remember that? And uh, I talked about, the, I told the story of my lamb almost eating itself to death at the county fair, and it's just not smart. Let me give you another example of this. Do you, do you know that if a sheep gets turned over on its backside and kind of with its uh, legs up in the air, 
it can actually get stuck where it can't move and then the its stomach will kind of push into the lungs and it can't breathe and it actually a sheep can die just sitting there i mean that doesn't seem very smart right couldn't you just like move your head or something and and go over to the side but no sheep uh, they can die like that and it doesn't seem very smart to me but a good shepherd knows that sheep need extra protection and, and, and the good shepherd continues to protect them even when they can't take care of themselves sometimes okay uh, the good shepherd is there to to roll the sheep over when the sheep is stuck and sometimes the sheep will even turn on the shepherd they don't know or understand that the shepherd is there to protect them um I have a couple stories uh, about this. Okay, one time, we we had this ram that was a mean ram, and if you were if you knew where it was, if you were making eye contact, it, it was fine. It wouldn't do anything. But if you weren't paying attention, that thing would come and and try to knock you. And uh, one time in particular, I was cleaning out the pens in the barn, and uh, there was the um, the outside pen and so the the ram was outside and i was cleaning the openings over here i didn't realize that the ram came around to check things out and so i am bending over doing something scooping and all of a sudden boom that thing sent me flying into the side of the barn and so i was not a good shepherd that time because i grabbed whatever i could and it was a metal bucket and i went after him and they have very hard heads, I'll just tell you that. <laughs> Another time, this same ram, we had a baseball field uh, that we would mow out by the pasture. Sometimes we'd play baseball, sometimes wiffle ball or whatever. And I was there out there with a friend playing and my little sister, who is six years younger than me. And one of us hit a foul ball into the pasture, and I said, Ange, go get that ball. So I made my little sister go get it. She climbs over the fence and goes to get the ball, and all of a sudden I look up, and I see that ram coming. And I'm thinking, oh no, it's going to kill my sister. I'm going to be so in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't really concerned about my sister. I just knew, like, oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble. So I, I went and hurdled the fence, which was pretty high barbed wire fence, and just jumped over it, and at the last second kind of diverted it, the ram enough to, to not totally smash my sister. Got her a little bit, but not too bad. And so... Uh, yeah, this, this ram was just a mean ram. But the good shepherd still says, okay, I'm going to take care of my sheep even if, if they turn on me. And even if the sheep are mean. You know, Jesus hasn't abandoned any of us either, though we deserved to be abandoned, right? Okay, the world and the things of this world, they will abandon you. They will turn their backs on you. But the good shepherd will never abandon you. And then the good shepherd also truly cares for you. Okay, in our story, when the hired hand faces a, a dangerous situation, okay, he, he runs away, right? He sees the wolf and says, I, I'm out of here. You know, I'm not doing this. I'm just here for the paycheck. I don't really care that much about the sheep. And we've probably all had jobs where, you know, we're just doing it for the paycheck, right? And some of you are like, that's the only kind of job I've ever had is just doing it for the paycheck. And to some extent, that's probably always true. Um, one summer, I worked at a muffler factory when I was in college. And uh, that summer, they were really busy. And so we were uh, often working six hours, six days a week, 12 hours a day. 
And so a lot of hours, and which was great. I was just trying to, to make money, and, um, but it felt like all I did that summer was, was eat and sleep and go to work. But So I was a spot welder. It was a muffler factory, and they would make all different kinds of mufflers, some small, some big, and some were these big, huge semi-mufflers. Uh, and, you know, they were like this, this tall, maybe taller. I don't even remember, but... So my job was that somebody would curl them up and I would do the first spot weld on each of them down the line. And, and it was kind of a, you had to do it pretty fast or you'd get behind. And so these, sometimes I would I'd do the first half and then you'd have to turn it around and do the other half. And to, instead of setting it down, sometimes to speed it up, I would just flip them around in the air. But also sometimes that meant the hot welds came right down on my arm. And so, so that was not good. So I, I, I did this job this, that, that whole summer, and it was good motivation for me to finish my college degree. Um, because I was just doing it for the paycheck. That, that's, I was trying to help pay for college. Um, you know, on the other hand, some, sometimes you have your own business, or you really love your job, and, and you're just... You, you need the money, but you, you love what you do, and, and that's a different situation. Um, Jesus didn't have to do what he came to do, okay? But, but he, he loved us so much, and, and he truly cared about us that he said, no, I, I want to do this. I'm willing to do this. He truly cares for a sheep, just like a good shepherd would. Okay, let's move on. Verse 14, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And so the third thing is that the good shepherd knows you. Okay, have you ever been somewhere and, and you kind of felt like everybody else knows each other and, and maybe it's like the first time somebody goes to church. It's, it's a scary thing. And, and if you've been coming here for a long time, you, you, you kind of forget that. Because you know people. But the first time you come, it, it seems like everybody else knows each other, even though not everybody does know each other. But it seems like it, right? And so that's why it's so important that when we see new people, that those who have been here a while reach out to them. Right, guys? Yes, uh, because it makes a big difference. If they don't know anybody, um, then for it to be recognized and to acknowledge um, I mentioned bottle lambs last week, and, and, and the bottle lambs, you know, I knew them, and they knew me, and when they saw me coming with bottles, they were so excited uh, to, to drink that milk, and uh, sometimes, you know, we'd open the pen, and, and they would come out in the yard, and they would just follow me wherever I went. They'd try to suck on my pant leg and, and do all kinds of things, and, uh, but we knew each other. Uh, they knew that I provided milk for them, and, and I knew them. I knew they needed it. And so when you're, when you're part of God's flock, you're, you're part of the, the team. And, and he knows all about you. He knows the details about your life. And, and the longer that you are part of this team, you begin to know God better and better as you build your faith. And it's just an awesome thing. So the good shepherd knows his sheep. And then verse 16, I, I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there, there shall be one flock and one shepherd. And so the good shepherd, he also invites other sheep to be a part of his flock. Okay, the, the other sheep he's talking about are, are uh, Gentiles. Okay, we had the Jews and, and they were, 
you know, Jesus was a Jew. They, they thought this is what, what Jewish is, Jesus was coming for. And Jesus is saying, no, I want them to be a part of my flock too. And, and this is a really cool thing today for most of us because most of us are not Jewish background, right? And so we would be considered Gentiles. And Jesus is saying, I want you, all of you, to be a part of my flock. And, and it's, it's a great thing. But, but they were kind of like, well, wait, I thought we were God's chosen people. And, you know, really, I, 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 we kind of want to keep God to ourselves. And, and they'd been oppressed so much by different nations that they would rather kind of have the God punish them, not accept them. And, and so this was a hard thing. And then there were lots of questions later on about how do you become a Christian? Do, would you have to, to follow the Jewish law first and then, and then you can become a Christian? And, and uh, all these things they had to, to deal with and sort through. And realizing that, no, it's just right, right to Jesus. That's all you have to do. But Jesus is saying here that there is unlimited room in his flock. Okay, most of you have seen the, the big flock or, or herd of sheep down on Fur Road. Okay, they, they're Kevin Beatty's and uh, his dad, Red, actually goes to our church. He's not here today. But there's tons of them, maybe two or three hundred sheep. And, and it's really cool, isn't it, to see them you know, in the pasture and, and uh, out there. Um, and so that's a, a pretty big for around here. You know, you go to a other country like uh, New Zealand or uh, Australia, and there, there, there's millions and millions of sheep, and, and their flocks are thousands in number. In fact, did you know that in New Zealand, there are about 4.6 million people and about 30 million sheep? <laughs> so so the, the sheep far outnumber the people, so they better hope that they, the sheep don't organize uh, uh, for an uprising or something. They're, uh, they're probably not smart enough to do that, but there are there are millions and millions of sheep. Um, the cool thing is that Jesus saying it, he has room in his flock for every person in the world. You know, right now we're like at 7.5 billion people, and, and Jesus said, "Yeah, come on in. Let's make it one big place. There's plenty of room." Jesus invites other sheep to be a part of his flock. And then we're going to take things up several notches, and, and don't take this lightly. And he's actually already said this two or three times in our passage. But verse 17, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. The command I, this command I received from my father. And so the, the good shepherd sacrificed everything. Okay, remember, this is a prophecy at this time. Okay, Jesus is telling the people, this is going to happen. He's going to die. He's going to, to rise again from the grave. And, and, and they didn't understand right now what he's talking about. They, they would understand more later. Um, but it's important to keep in mind that this, this is a voluntary act. Okay, Jesus could have, have stopped it from happening. Remember when they, they came to arrest Jesus that night in the garden and, and Peter stepped up there and, and cut the soldier's ear off and, and uh, you know, they're trying to defend Jesus. And Jesus said, oh, wait, come on, stop, Peter. Don't you know I could, I could call down 12 legions of angels right now? And, you know, a, a Roman legion was like 6,000 soldiers. And so Jesus basically saying, I could call down thousands of angels to stop this from happening. Okay, it's not about that. Just calm down. And 
and you're saying, Peter, I'm doing this because I love my sheep. Think about parents and, and the sacrifices they make for their kids. You know, good parents, they put aside you know, their, their interest, really, for 20 to 25 years while their kids are at home, and, and uh, they put their kids first in everything they do. And, you know, my kids are mostly out of the house now, so I don't have to worry about them anymore. That's on their own, right? Yeah. Um, I actually had an amazing thing happen last weekend when we were up in Iowa. We went out for dinner, and get this, my son paid for dinner. Wow, almost fainted. Like, man, I could get used to this, son. So, yeah, he's a, a real working job that makes money now. It's pretty cool. Um, but seriously, parents, make, they make all kinds of sacrifices for their kids. But, but Jesus would make the, the biggest sacrifice that we can ever imagine. That's what I'm saying. He took it up a few notches, and, and that was through sacrifice in his life. And so the good shepherd sacrificed everything. But then listen what it says here. Many of them said, he's demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Here's the point I want to make here. Jesus, the the good shepherd, he's controversial. Okay, we, we can't get around that this fact that Jesus was divisive. Okay, he, he upset the status quo. He, he made people uncomfortable then, and, and he still makes them uncomfortable now. And, and this isn't a bad thing, it's just a fact. There have been wars fought because of this man throughout history. There are people killed every day still because of this man. But people throughout history have had to answer this question. What are you going to do with this man? What are you going to do with Jesus? Okay, many reject him. But you have to do something with him. And, you know, people say all kinds of things about Jesus. Here in our passage, some had the response that, you know, this guy's crazy. He's a lunatic. He, he has no touch with reality. Others said, no, this, this makes sense. And, and remember the miracles, the things he, he's done. Some said, you know, he is falsely claiming to be God and and he needs to die. You know, some today would say, you know, Jesus, this this Jesus of the Bible, he's outdated. And and, and he isn't relevant anymore. And, And Christianity, you know, it's just a way to oppress the people. But I think what happened then, and a lot of times still happens today, is that a lot of people knew with their hearts that Jesus is who he claimed to be. But that almost makes them fight harder against it because they don't want to give in to that. You know, we do that, don't we? We, we know we're wrong about something, but we, kinda, we don't want to admit that we're wrong, so we fight even harder. We dig in our heels, and, and we don't want to give in. Okay, husbands and wives know doing this right now. <laughs> but, but we do that. It's like, no, I, I don't want to admit it. This is something that both sides agree upon. Jesus has caused conflict for the last 2,000 years, and he will always be controversial. That doesn't mean he isn't good. Okay, so, so that's the end of our passage, but Jesus continues kind of this sheep theme into the next passage, and so I want to briefly touch on that. It, it's a different time 
but it's the same theme. And so I want to read one more passage. Verse 22, Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you're not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. So this feast of dedication that he was talking at here, this was a, a time of commemoration of the, the rededication of the Jerusalem temple um, from 164 B.C. Uh, it had been defiled by uh, sacrifice of unclean animals, and so they, they had made things right again. And so that's why the, the occasion that they're gathering here together. And it's kind of a summary passage, I would say, of who Jesus claims to be. Um, in fact, I think I would, it'd be fair to summarize this passage with this point. The good shepherd holds the key to eternal life. He holds the key to eternal life. Jesus knew that for those who didn't want to believe in him, they're not going to believe in him no matter what. Okay, he says that at the beginning. You know what? I, I've, I've shown you these things. But then he, go, he goes on after saying that to really say who he is. He says he gives eternal life. Okay, who can give eternal life? God, right? He, he says no one can snatch them away from him. Okay, he's saying Satan has no power over him. And at the end he says, I and the Father are what? One. Okay, that's big, right? That's a huge claim. He, he's claiming to be God in the flesh. And, and the people understood what he was proclaiming because the response was immediate. What did they do? Start picking up stones, okay? Did you hear what he said? He needs to die. In many people's mind, Jesus was, was bad, not good. But Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. What these people who wanted to kill Jesus didn't understand was that he was preparing to die for them, the very ones that wanted to kill him. He was there to save them. And if they entered through the gate and were under His care, He would be their good shepherd. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. But we know this isn't really about sheep, is it? This is about people. People then and, and people now. So let's kind of try to bring this to a, a personal level here. What about you? How, how would you... Describe yourself. Okay, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. How, how would you describe yourself? And so I want you to think about that for a minute as we watch this video. I am conservative. I am liberal. I am meh. I am more than a label. I am a computer geek. I am a concerned parent. I am the good shepherd. I am hopeless. I am hopeful. I'm one of those people... It looks like they know what they're doing, but really doesn't. I'm one of those people whose mind is always somewhere else. I'm lost, and I'm afraid. I feel like nobody cares about me, or even cares that I exist. 
I'm alone in the dark. And I'm afraid all the time. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I will lay down my life for my sheep. I am the good shepherd. So if you were to finish the, the sentence, I am, how, how, how would you finish it? As our, our band plays in the background, I want you to think about this. I, would you say I'm depressed? Would you say I, I'm so happy right now? Uh, would you say I'm, I'm overconfident really to cover up my insecurity? Jesus said I am the good shepherd. What about you? What would you say? Would you say, I, I'm anxious? I'm struggling. I, I, I'm sad. Maybe you'd say, I'm thankful. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. How would you describe yourself? Would you say, I'm, I'm lonely? I'm upset with the people around me. I, I, I'm scared about the future. I'm in pain, I'm hurting. How would you describe yourself? Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. You know, the, the very first year I had lambs, I was probably about 12 years old, and, and I, I just had four lambs. We bought them from somebody just to raise them for the fair. And got to the, showed them at the fair, and then you had the sale, and these were market lambs. And so a, a guy bought my lambs, and, and he made arrangements to um, come to our house to pick them up. And so I remember it was like the next day he came and, and, and got the sheep, and, and as they're going away, it just hit me like, oh, wait, these lambs, that, yeah, they're market lambs, and you know what that means. They're not going to be living for much longer, and and it was kind of a sad day to think about that. They were kind of like pets that, that first year, and, and I struggled with that. And I, I was thinking about that, though, today, as it pertains to our message. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I was sad that my lambs were taken away, but I wasn't willing to say, you know what, I'm so sad that why don't, why don't you put me in their place? No, nothing close to that. Jesus loved us enough to say, I will die in your place. And I hope all of us can get to the point of saying, when we described ourselves, I am loved, I'm loved by the shepherd, I'm saved by the shepherd, I am under his care. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He did that for you, and He did that for me. Is He your good shepherd? I sure hope so. He wants to be if He's not. Let's pray. Father, we thank You so much that You are the good shepherd. And the world might say, no, this is bad. And we know that You are an amazing shepherd that will always be there will